All right, good evening, everyone. Uh, sorry for the minor delay. Uh, we had to make sure we had everything ready to go, but now we are officially set and ready to go live. Uh, welcome to Season 2, Episode 12 of the Table Talk Podcast. We have a great show lined up for you all today. Uh, we, As you can see from our guests, uh, we, we got some special people in the building today, uh, but I'm going to start off with the co-host. You know, I like to say the Table Talk Podcast is my new line. It's the only podcast in the United States of America that has two Yemeni women co-hosts. So, Ramsey, can you first of all start us off with a round of applause for the women that are over here holding it down, which is my sisters, Sada Thab and Abit Thab. So, shout out to the ladies. The co-host is uh, stand, uh, sitting here right next to me. Of course, you got myself, Omar David, in the building. And our guest for today, we have Councilwoman Amanda Jakowski. She is in the building today representing him, Tramic. Um, and as well, we have Councilman Khalid Rafa'i is in the building as well today. And today, what we're going to be talking about is basically some of the current events, current news that's happening in Hamtramck. You know, there's a lot of information happening in the city of Hamtramck, so we kind of wanted to update you all on what's going on. And it kind of relates to some of the things that are happening in our world as well. So we're going to try to connect it a little bit. But, you know, want to just update the community, what's going on, and making sure that everything is uh, up to date. If you have any questions, please, this is the time to shoot them out to us. Uh, I'm here. I have YouTube right here in front of me. So uh, if you have any questions, any comments, feel free to comment. But also feel free to subscribe to our pages. First of all, YouTube, Oz Media 313, um, Apple and Spotify Podcasts. You can listen to our shows later under Oz Media. You know, we're on Facebook and Instagram, Motivate Me 313. And we're back on TikTok as well. So Oz Media 313 on TikTok. Again, the number to call in. If you want to call into our show, the number is 313-306-1750. Again, the number is 313-306-1750. And now I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, BC Adhesives, the Balkan House, the Kahwa House, and Hanley International Academy. We're going to start off with Hemtramck's own, the Balkan House Restaurant. So I want to give a shout out to Juma Ekech Hassan, Hassan and everybody over there at the Balkan House Restaurant. Great workers, great service. So go ahead, Ramsey, you want to go ahead and run that Balkan House ad for us. The Balkan House Restaurant. The Balkan House Restaurant is famous for their donut kebab sandwich. But did you know that the Balkan House now serves breakfast? Did you also know that all their food is 100% halal? The Balkan House now also have two food trucks. So you can book your next party or event with the Balkan House on wheels. Their Hamtramck location is 3028 Kniff Street, Hamtramck, Michigan. Their Ferndale location is 314 West Namal Road, Ferndale, Michigan. Again, you can book their food trucks for your next party or event. So if you're looking for a nice place to eat, with friendly service and great prices, look no further than the Balkan House restaurants. And I want to give a shout out to uh, Ramsey from the Movement Podcast, too, helping us out. Uh, Ramsey, you can give yourself a round of applause if you'd like, by the way. Uh, yeah, you got to get those banks ready. I understand. But shout out to Ramsey. He's in the building as well uh, in the back right here uh, getting things ready. So shout out to my man Rambo uh, helping us out. But like I said, today we are here to uh, talk uh, with the council members from Hamtramck. Like I said, I got YouTube right here next to me. Uh, any questions that you guys may have, feel free to shoot them out and I'll be sure to read them. Uh, but with that said, I first of all, you know, I kind of did some slight introductions, but if you guys can introduce yourselves, I'll start off with you, Amanda. Can you tell people a little bit about yourself, what you do, maybe even outside of the, the public service that you do and things like that? Sure. So I am a Hamtramck resident, obviously. I'm serving on city council in my first term. Um, Khalil and I were elected together in 2021. We started in January of this year. 
Um, I have an undergraduate degree from Central Michigan University, and I got my master's in public administration from Wayne State. I also um, work for United Way for Southeastern Michigan, so that's a large regional nonprofit. I do a lot on the agency relations side, which means that I get to spend a lot of time networking with other nonprofits. And then I'm also on the board of a really cool organization called Dream of Detroit. And I know that y'all have talked to some of the members of that recently. So that's really cool. They do a lot of work over by the Muslim Center and do like housing, economic development, and community organizing work. Yeah, we've heard a lot of great things that they do over there. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. You said you're a part of the board, you yep. said? Nice. That's great. Uh, you know, community servant over here is Amanda Joukowsky. She definitely gives back uh, to the community. You see her all around. And another person that gives back, I mean, somebody that I grew up knowing uh, till this day, anybody that's named Khalid in sports, I call him Estad Khalid. All right. <laughs> so I just wanted to let you know uh, it's an honor for you, man. Just want to represent you right there. But uh, shout out to Khalid Al-Fa'i uh, in the building. Does a lot. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, first of all, I want to thank you guys for hosting us here today. Uh, <clears throat> I'm a council member, like, my colleague have said uh, for the, we we ran in the same election. Uh, I've been active in the in the, in the city or in the community for for many years since I was a young age. Uh, been part of a lot of organizations, uh, Yala, the American Pact, and also one of the co-founders of uh, the Islamic Center of Hamtramck. Uh, Alhamdulillah, I've been active try to bring youth more, you know, involved in politics, especially in our city of Hamtramck. Uh, you know, continue doing what needs to be done in the city of Hamtramck. So my question is, how has that first year been um, on the council so far? You know, I'll start off with you, Khalid. Wallahi, uh, alhamdulillah, it's been, it's, it's, it's been an <laughs> uh, opportunity for me to, 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 to be as a, sh a city official and then having you know, new faces in the city council. It's, 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 and that's what made me actually run, is having new faces, new ideas for the city of Hamtramck. So it's not, why, it's not something that I, I assumed it's going to be simple and easy. It's a, it's, a, it's a huge tax, especially in the city of Hamtramck, where uh, you know people think that by you being you know a council member, it's, you're, you're, it's easy for you to solve stuff. Like a snap of fingers. Yeah, mm -hmm. snap, especially with you know with our community. Yeah. You know, uh, people think that you're able to solve issues and things that are happening in the city. Simple, you know. They don't know it takes while, takes uh, you know, uh, general of command, where you you know how you're uh, you're able to, to solve stuff. Yeah, but it's been a, a great experience, alhamdulillah. And it's, uh, you know, I'm working tightly with my uh, colleagues to to make Hamtramck a better city, and try to fix the city as much as we can with the budget and the, you know that we have as a city. As you know, Hamtramck doesn't have a lot of revenue, uh, and their budget really, you know, goes up and down. Uh, as you know, for a small little town, we don't have much. Uh, factories or uh, you know companies that are inside the city like other cities. So we, we try to do as much as we can with the budget that we have for the city of Hampshire. How about you, Amanda? How has your first year been? I mean, it's definitely been a growing experience, I think, for all of us, um, including the previous, like the sitting council members as well. I think that we've all been interacting in very different ways and making sure that we understand how each other works. And so we're all individually working on communication with each other in different ways. And I want to build off what Khalil was saying a little bit and like, a lot of people do expect us to be able to snap our fingers and fix something. But another one of those things that I feel like a lot of people don't understand about the way that the city works 
is that Khalil and I can't go into, like, say, the treasurer's office and fix your problem for you. No way. Not, it's not allowed by the charter, I just want to, Because I feel like a lot of people... Right. So you know. there are council members, like Councilman El Samiri is really good about going in and helping people with translation so that they can understand, but he's not allowed to give any direction to that treasurer. So I will use the treasurer's yeah. example, but it's any city employee. The only way that we're allowed to communicate with them is in council meetings as the whole council and through the city manager. And this is in the charter. So like if you call me up and you're like, hey, can you go fix this problem for me with the treasurer? I can't do that. I can do things as the council, as a group, and we can work on addressing like policy changes and things like that. If there's like consistent, per persistent issues, we can fix those, but we can't go after each and every individual one by the charter. And yeah. I'm, and I'm sure there's, you know, you know, people you know, I might sound a little funny. No. Um, people you know that just like get it, you know, uh, a ticket, and they're probably coming up to you guys and like, can you fix this? And it's like you can't do nothing with your with a, you know, um, why can't I? Think? The court. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's what we, I'm we have no no jurisdiction over the court system whatsoever. Yeah. Just like we don't actually have any jurisdiction over the school board either. The school board is a completely separate elected body. That's important to mention that because I feel like people do get those things confused, and uh, I smile because I know Khalid works with the police department as well. So used I'm to. sure, yeah, okay, used to, okay, but I'm sure you probably still get your fair share of, hey, can you help me out here with this yeah. situation? It, it's it's actually more when I when I became city council. Now it's not just the tickets. Now it's it's almost everything that, that has to deal with the city. My street got a bump on it. Yeah, <laughs> bump, or it could be hey, my street is not it's not repaired, or my sidewalk, or the tree. So it's more now, more calls more issues yeah so it's not just traffic uh, but it's important tickets. to say definitely tell us what those issues are yeah we have to know what those issues are in order to be able to say oh this is a persistent problem there's a lot of people having trouble with their alley like this alley is completely inaccessible it needs to move up the priority list and stuff like that we need that information so definitely let us know just know that we also can't individually do anything about it yeah and it'll take time right Patience. Long time. Yeah. <laughs> Patience. For sure. For sure. But you know what? It, it's. I just do want to say this. And Ramsey, we're definitely going to have to get the round of applause ready for this. Because uh, you guys did make history. Uh, I mean, I think the history was made maybe prior, but still keeping that history. And that is the first um, uh, all-Muslim council. Uh, so, Ramsey, you want to give that a round of applause? Because that definitely deserves a round of applause. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I know, obviously, I don't want to focus too much on it. But as a Muslim, it does make me proud. Uh, it does make me proud to see that there's people representing in the community. Because we, we had a conversation about proper representation. And, you know, the city's starting to become a lot majority more Muslim. Yeah. Well, actually, I have a, something I was thinking about saying before, that, and that's a perfect tee-up for that. So one of the things that I think is important for people to understand about representation is what does that mean, right? Yeah. So representation doesn't mean that now, okay, so we do have an all-Muslim city council, but that doesn't mean that we're going to legislate things based on Islam, uh, yeah. right? Yeah. We can bring, like, values and stuff like that. Like, one of the things, like, one of my biggest, I love the word integrity, right? So the like the, the that verbiage of integrity and just understanding the Islamic principle and focus on integrity and honesty and all of that stuff, that's really important for me. And that's what I bring to city council, right? I don't necessarily bring my religion to city council. And that's where representation is important because we can remember things like, oh, we probably should have free parking on Eid too, but it's not just on Eid. Yeah. Right? And there, so there's that balance there with representation because we still have everyone else as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I can, I can definitely see how being a whole a Muslim well, all Muslim council can make people feel very uh, uncomfortable as well. So for you to clear that out, like, listen, just because we are Muslim doesn't mean that, you know, we're 
right. doing Sharia law. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and again, you know, we, we present the entire community. So it's yeah. not just the Yemeni community or the Muslim community yeah. or the Yemeni community. We're there for everybody. So whoever lives in the city, even though you might not vote for, you, vote for me, but at least we present the entire city. Yes. Yeah. And, and we want you know our viewers to know that that you know just you don't have to be a Yemeni for you to call me up and say, hey, listen, I have an issue, you know, in our city. So we're, we present the entire city. You guys want the best for everyone. For the entire city, yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. No, for sure. And, 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 you know, you guys doing a great job of that as well. And I'm sure that's conversations that you guys also have uh, behind the closed doors as well. But, um, so, you know, we're here to talk about the city of Hemtramck, right? And the current state of the city of Hemtramck. So, can you update us on so far? Like, how, how's things going? How's the city going? Uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I think you just started the last one. So, I I'll let you start this one. So, how, how's everything going so far with the city? And, and you know, we're going to get into detail about a couple topics. But overall, the, you know, the overall scope of things. Yeah, I mean, there's always good and bad, right? So, there's obviously, there's motion in a lot of good ways. Like, we have a lot of, like, the Arts and Culture Commission did a lot of really cool projects this summer. And those are all part, like, officially part of the city of Hamtramck, Right. We had two new murals unveiled this year. We had right, so we have all of this stuff that's happening on a positive way. We have the Joe Lewis Greenway going in. We have Veterans Park getting bathrooms and all of this stuff. Right? We got federal grants to be able to put bathrooms in Veterans Park. So we have a lot of these positive things, but we also have a lot of tension points because that's what happens when you have people in as diverse of a community and as condensed of a community, and just it, it happens. We're gonna have tension points, and then like. Khalil was saying earlier is we have those major budget issues. It's our biggest restraint on doing anything in the city is that budget. And, and, and to add to uh, my colleague Council Moon, and we have to understand that you know even though I'm trying to make it a small little town, but most of these things are happening with the alleys. You know, there's so much alleys now are being repaired, and that they haven't been, been touched for for many years. But most of these things are happening exactly by grants. It's not like our budget's real good. So anything that you guys see that's happening in the city of Hamtramck, it's because of a lot of work from our CFO, our accounting, uh, our city manager that been reaching out to get these grants. So most of these things are happening. It's actually from grants. So they're not, it's not like our wow. budget is doing uh, well. So and we need to let our, you know, our viewers know that. that yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff is what's, what, what you guys see in Hamtramck. It's through grants. It's not because yeah, they're probably like thinking like, oh, why are they spending the money on art instead of doing this? And when that is separate and yeah. given through a grant instead Correct. of. Correct. So, yeah. And, and each grant is for something else. So, yeah. you know, specific, specific. Yeah. So you, if you get a grant for sidewalks, you, you can't, you know, even though use that for, for something else. You know, and, and a lot of people say, well, you know, there's you fix in alleys, but there's streets, main streets that needs to be repaired. And but isn't it like if you don't? I'm sorry for cutting. No sounds good. Um, isn't it if like uh, you don't? If even if you like, you did have say a five thousand dollars left for the sidewalk grant, you can't. You have to give it back to them, right? If if you Is don't use it, it yeah. for that, you know, a, yeah, a, a thing that was uh, you know was granted for, you gotta return it back. Sometimes with granting agents, you can um, get flexibility or extensions and stuff like that, or even permission to shift money into something else. But that's not something that's controlled on our end, right? That's something that has to be permitted. Still another us. process to Correct. go through. And I, I, I forgot to say this in the beginning of the show. We are here to educate and teach people about what it, t what it is like to actually be a council member. That's one thing that I wanted to say that is going to be a big takeaway of today that even me, I'm going to learn a couple things, to be honest with you. So and I hope you guys are taking this in. And, you know, if you're not watching this live, watching it later, that 
this is information that's needed because, and then you pass it on because this is factual. There's too much false news, fake news going out around, you know, around the world now that with the internet and stuff. So we actually have two council members here, and this is factual for not just him, Tram, it's for all council members as well. So, you know, we are here and they're here to tell you these kind of things, and I hope that you hopefully learn something from the information that's being shared um, as well. And the one thing I want to say, I mean, I don't, it doesn't deal with maybe the Arts Commission, uh, but shout out to Ra- Ra- Razan with the art artistry that she did, uh, the pictures that she drew, yes, uh, well, I went Saturday, but obviously she did this way before, but uh, she had both of you on there. I've seen both of your faces on there too. So Ramsey, I, don't, I know you back there. Can you give another round of applause? Ramsey's on the round of applause uh, right now. Uh, but definitely, she was on the show, by the way, you had her on the show as well. So shout out to Razan, uh, representing him, Tramic, really well. I think she did an awesome job. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, all the different so faces, all the representation as well. So she did a great job reaching out to uh, different people in the city, leaders and just random citizens, business owners. Very diverse yeah. representation on that. And I think it's really amazing to see him, Tramic, like in a snapshot like that. So yeah, I'm very impressed. And, and it's still on there, so yeah. everybody can go there and visit. It's uh, 9414, yeah. Joseph Campo. It's still what is that building? Is it a, is that a it, it's a, it's a vacant building right now. Um, the person who is going to renovate it eventually is working on other buildings right now. Oh, okay. And so it will get to being renovated eventually once those ones are completed. But that was there to help beautify it until then. Yeah. Nice. So we appreciate that, too. For sure. <laughs> By the way, Hemtramic... Uh, Hemtramic one thing that I um, we're starting to see as well. Well, first of all, just off the housing market, can tell you that you know it, it's on the rise, I believe, and and so businesses trying to come in uh, to Hamtramck. That's a big, 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 great, you know, big important thing that's going to be happening soon. Like for instance, coffee places. You know, there's rumors that there's a lot of coffee places trying to come into Hamtramck or will be coming to Hamtramck. You got juice places now. Mm-hmm. Any other businesses that maybe, I don't know if it's too early to break the news. Not, not, not new businesses, but there's more residents that are building brand new houses yeah. in our city. So as we speak, we have uh, 10 residents who bought lots, are building brand new houses. And nice. Will, you know, kind of bring revenue, property revenue for the city of Amtramic. For sure. Some so of those houses also will be multi-unit houses. So there could be two or more families in them. And let me ask this question right quick. Uh, this is just me thinking. Like, So if someone wanted to start a business in the city, how will they go through that process? Like, what, where do you guys come in in that process? Well, the only time council gets involved, that's when, when, when they come to a point where they want to change something with the building. Okay. And then that has to get approved by the city council. Okay. But, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's usually it's a, it's a longer process, and that's only if, if someone really wants to make and that's a huge change at a building or, in a, you know. Right. So we're on, like, the zoning and ordinances side, right? So it's just, like you said, just if that's happening. But if someone wants to open a business, they can go into City Hall or on the website. There's actually business guides in multiple languages on the website. Um, I think it's three languages. Um, and so it's Arabic, English. Bengal, and English. And there's a business resource guide for, and it will help guide on that. Um, something that we have requested at a few different times is like one big fee sheet and stuff checklist. like that, like the in just like a checklist stuff like that. So those are the type of things that we ask for, and we might ask a bunch of times, but it might take. You know, we don't have the funding for it right now, or no one has the capacity inside because like we're short on employees at City Hall right now. Mm. If you don't know, we are hiring a city manager, a CFO, a Department of Public Works director. Right? We have a lot of other positions posted as well. So if you know anyone who might be interested in working for the city, 
we would be glad to know. And how can somebody apply? So they can go, if you go, if you like Google Hamtramck job postings, it'll pull you to the HR page and there's the HR contact email and phone number. Nice. All right. Well, we already got a question and it's about the bike lanes. All right. So they, they want to get right into it. Uh, so we're going to get into it. Uh, I'll read off the question um, afterwards. So let's first of all, give somebody a, like a kind of a brief understanding of it. And, you know, maybe Amanda, you could help us out with that. Uh, so, you know, there's the Joe Lewis Greenway, right? If I'm mm-hmm. correct. And uh, it was a contract that was not just in Hamtramck. It goes through Detroit and any other city as well. Highland Park and it touches into Dearborn. There you go. Oh, so wow. it touches into Dearborn, Highland Park, Hamtramck and Detroit. Uh, it was a big project, big project. And is it, is it finished yet nope. or is it still and going it won't on? be for a long time. Okay. So, but people <laughs> can start using those Correct. lanes. So can you tell us a little bit about it and then sure. see where we're at right now in Hamtramck with it? So the Joe Lewis Greenway is a gigantic undertaking and it is uh it's going to end up being a 30 mile loop of a greenway and a greenway is a protected area or semi-protected somewhat designated it's a designated area that you can walk ride bicycles rollerblades skateboard those type of things any non-motorized mode of transportation and so you can do those things on the greenway most of it is being put as much as like as much as they can they're putting it over like old railroad tracks and stuff like that to make better use of the land clean it up for residents like there was one that opened in southwest a portion of it opened in southwest a few weeks ago and it looks beautiful and it's on top of old railroad tracks so they're trying to repurpose some of these old transportation lines to make sure that we're connecting it so it's going to connect we, people know the dequinder cut so it's going to connect the dequinder cut down through hamtramck go through, around through highland park down by dearborn and back down through the riverfront wow. so it's going to be an absolutely gorgeous thing and with that comes bike lanes which is the with the actual question right yeah um so the bike lanes that are there definitely you can ride in them please do not park in them um (laughs) you can ride in them um there will be more coming hamtramck's phases are scheduled to be ended in 2026 Mm. dependent on funding so if there's enough funding that date can move up so it can come quicker the more funding there is again it's this is a project heavily reliant on grants but like so the alley portion that we keep talking about and then north of Kniff, that's all going to be finished with protected bike lanes. But it's going to be um, in 2026. Yeah. Right. So my my first question is uh, no one can drive in those lanes, correct? Or park. Or park. What is the consequence of driving if you get caught driving in that lane or caught parking in that lane? A ticket. And how big of hefty of a ticket that is? is that like I think normal? it depends. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a norm it's a normal ticket, but you know sometimes they add other ones on and stuff like that, and it's so it kind of depends on exactly what you did and what they saw you do. Yeah. Where is it located? Well, well, so I've you know, seen. You've seen you know you seen oh, Joseph Campo? Um, well, no. What well, by Hanley? Well, really? have you guys heard of Dequindre Cut? Yeah. That starts from Riverfront. Yeah. So it's it's a bigger program. It's it's a, it's not something simple. Uh, where they're starting from the Quinder Cut from downtown, downtown Riverfront, mm-hmm. where we'll continue to Hamtramck Drive from Hamtramck Drive to Joseph Campo, and then it will reach to Highland Park. Is that f- why they redid Hamtramck Drive? Well, th- th- our, that's our side. Oh. Part but of it. They're doing the Detroit side, and they're okay. doing that soon. So you you will see Hamtramck Drive will be all brand new. Hopefully, yeah. I did notice year. there was. I I didn't know what that was. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so and, that's, and that Hamtramck Drive was actually a grant. Yeah, it wasn't from uh, from the city's budget, but you know, oh, sorry. things got that we we got that big grant because that road was really yeah, it was bad. It, uh, it was bad. Very bad. I, I didn't recognize what it was. My uncle, he took a picture. He's like, "Who knows where this is?" And it was like fixed. 
And I'm like, I don't know. We're all like, where is it? Where? And then, because no one, yeah. everybody was surprised. Yeah. A lot of mechanics used to use that to actually test cars. My brother was a mechanic, and he was like, now you guys, awesome. when you guys fixed it, now we can't even test the vehicles. <laughs> Shocks and stuff. But, you know, um, the brake lanes in Hamtramck, it's, it's, it's a big program where, you know, it will start, like I said, Riverfront mm. to Hamtramck, and then from Highland Park to Dearborn, and, go, and then goes back to the downtown Detroit. So it's, it's, it's really, it's a big pro project that's, you know, like my colleagues have said, you know, it's, 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 it's grants. It's either from state grants or uh, other uh, organizations. And, and it, there has been parts of Hemtramck that has already gotten, because um, I know there was like in Joseph Campbell, there's a couple areas right. there. So up I through Holbrook now has bike lanes. So south, like Joseph Campos south of Holbrook now has bike lanes. Yeah. Um, and that's where a lot of people were a little bit confused on how to use them. And that's fine. There's still going to be more like plastic, the ballards, the yeah. plastic poles will be put up at some point. I don't think they're there yet. They weren't oh, last yeah. time I went past. Um, and then all that green paint, green paint is that symbolic of where bicycles and cars will cross paths. Mm. So anywhere there's green, you need to be looking and checking. And that's going to help you not hit a cyclist on accident, because it's important to remember that that bicycle bicycle lane is a legal lane of traffic. So like if you're trying to turn into the shopping center and a bicyclist is going through, you have to wait till they clear and then you can turn. The cars have to yield to the bicycles. Very important. I was about to say, so bicyclists have the right first. In the bike lane. Yeah. In the bike lane. I'm going to talk about a story <laughs> of a bicyclist. Huh, okay. All right. Before mm -hmm. we do that, yeah. I want the, uh, a question, right? So we're here. We're trying to get people to ask questions. So shoot them away, please. Feel free. I promise you we'll get to all of them. In regards to the bike lanes, will Joseph Campo on the Yemeni majority side be fixed by council so that the parking is back on both sides and the bike lanes are outwards like the rest of Joseph Campo? Um, the long story short is no, because there's not enough space to do the same design on the that they're doing on the north of Kniff side. There's not enough space on the road to do that. But one of the really cool things about bike lanes is, is that study after study nationwide and out, like outside the United States too, like there's in Europe, there's in Scandinavia, there's Canada. They've done studies too. It's every single study that I've seen says that there's either a neutral or increase in business, even with a reduction in parking. And so the parking really shouldn't be our primary concern. We should be looking at the positive side of it, that it's actually statistics show it's going to increase business for everyone along that bike route. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. Like, people are going to be coming, like you said, this is Detroit, Hamtramck, Dearborn, Highland Park, you know, so if they want to take that whole route, and, you know, in one day, they're going to be going through all that. And then, of course, you know, with a bunch of restaurants in that area and businesses, people are going to say, hey, let's stop by right quick and get ourselves a bite to eat and, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I can see the benefits of it. And then also, let's throw that out to our, uh, you know, Hamtramck residents, that this plan was not in our time. It's, it's actually... You know, and our council members and mayor previously before us, where they passed this resolution to work with, you know, with this with this program, uh, and that was in 2018. Right, and that's what like wow. we don't necessarily have like we have the power now, but like think about how we just said it's not even scheduled to be finished till 2026. Yeah. Right. So how can we change the plans midway? These are plans that have been in progress already for four years and still aren't going to be finished for another four years. Right. Yeah. And so it's a lot of complex moving pieces because a lot of this, this is Detroit, city of Detroit, city of Dearborn, city of Highland Park, Wayne County. The D Detroit Greenways Coalition has their hand in it in some way, shape or form and getting the ball rolling. You have the Joe Lewis Greenway team, right? So that we have so many people involved that it was difficult to even get it to the point of implement implementation then to go back and modify it after it's already in progress. Yeah. That 
that's a pretty hefty yeah. feat for part-time, right? Very, very part-time <laughs> council members. And, 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 you know, like you said, there's so many levels that has to get mm-hmm. the approval of any kind of change. Right. So it's and not just us. Yeah. And, but it should have been discussed in that time, in 2018. Maybe they could have found ways. There was um, public input surveys and everything. They went through and talked to the DDA. They talked to all the businesses. So the businesses had opportunities to give input. It was a long time ago, though. So it's very possible that people missed a flyer somewhere, missed a survey, something like that. But they did do outreach, which is important. They're still doing outreach to businesses. They have a link on the Hamtramck website. They have a link on their website where they're doing surveys of the businesses that touch the Greenway. And so they definitely want that input still. So if people are having concerns, reach out to the Greenways team. I feel like this episode is about to be one of those episodes where students are going to have to go back and take notes and, <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying, learn from the city. Uh, I mean, but there's so much positive from it, too, like less pollution from, like, the cars and, you know, also introducing a whole new set of people to the community and um, just kind of pushing the walking and the biking and the A healthy physical, lifestyle, yeah, a healthy lifestyle. Gravity. You're going to see people walking so, and, and driving And you can bikes. see people maybe riding their bicycles into Hamtramck instead of driving their cars, so there could be alleviation of some of our parking issues, right? So there's yeah. a lot of different ways that this can benefit the community, yeah. but it is going to be a big change. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, you see bike lanes, you'd be like, oh, man, this community is, like, thriving right now. You know, yeah. I don't try. Yeah. <laughs> they're young, anywhere. they're hip, they're healthy, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know, so when you see those bike lanes, it changes your perspective on things, but... Not all stories are always great when riding a bike, all yep. right? So uh, I know you had your uh, incident of, 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 a, of a bike situation. So I'm going to let you tell the story because it's important to know about the safety of it and obviously the dangers of being aware of bicyclists mm-hmm. out there, cyclists out there. So Yeah. So the, I'll keep it pretty short if you ever want to have a conversation about it and talk about the long and dram- dramatic side of it. That totally down for it. doesn't bother me. But long story short is... I, in t- 2017, I was riding my bike to work, and I got run over by a gravel truck. Um, it was oh, one of the double trailer. No. Oh, we didn't prep you. I'm sorry. Yeah. She got the heads up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right now. A gravel truck? It was a, a, the double trailer gravel truck. It was on its way to the work site, so it was fully loaded, everything, and I went under four of the wheels. And oh this God. was, I was in a bike lane, but I was going through an intersection, and the truck turned right. So that one of those, right? That you were gonna, and okay. so this is not a road. This is actually a road that they were updating, and there might even be better lanes there now. But there wasn't any of the green paint. There wasn't any of that stuff. But like, essentially, the guy didn't see me, right? Mm. And so it, I have no understanding that it was intentional by any means. And I just want to clarify that mm-hmm. some people asked that in the beginning because they like, obviously are visibly Muslim and stuff like that. But at the same time, um, it was a right turn, and it's the infamous right hook. It's known as the right hook in the cycling community. But so since then, you know, I've had 85, I was in the hospital for 85 days. I've had around 29 surgeries. I have like skin grafts. I have, yep. Um, <laughs> I apologize. So I have a lot of that kind of stuff. Like I broke my neck. That's why I can't play soccer anymore, but I am back on a bicycle and I do ride. I do wear a helmet now, um, <laughs> but helmets are important. They protect your head. And so there's a lot of that kind of stuff that's really important. But in those five years since that, is when I've paid a lot more attention and I'll even catch myself, I'll turn, I'll be like, did I check for bicycles? Right? And so it's one of those things that every once in a while I challenge myself and I'm like, I'm gonna drive like I'm in driver's ed for two weeks and try and like reset my driving habits mm-hmm. and stop being so fast, stop being so um, autopilot, yeah. right? Because you know, like when you like wake up and you're like, how did I, how yeah. did I get yeah. home, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't remember getting yeah. home and that's where it's the most dangerous for pedestrians and cyclists and motorcyclists. 
because people are so focused on cars that they, you know, maybe even people walk in and then the bike comes out of nowhere. Right. And so. you just don't see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not for sure. And and thank you for sharing that because obviously that's a story that some people might not want to share. So I appreciate you uh, for sharing that information. And it's important. I, like I have more questions. Go ahead. You we'll got any more after. questions? It's okay. Yeah. We'll talk. If okay. it's relevant, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's about you. Yeah. We'll talk yeah. I mean, it is relevant, but you know. so uh, this is a good time to okay. take a pause, right quick, and get Hanley International Academy, our another school in the city of Hemtramck. Shout out to Hanley. My I work there. My sister works there as well. So we want to give a shout out to uh, the school that even Ramsey attends and has a f- big game tomorrow. Tomorrow against another school within the area, which is Oakland International Academy. So. Uh, shout out to Hanley. Uh, go ahead, Ramsey. Go ahead and run that. Hanley International Academy. Hanley is a school that treats every student and staff like their own family. It's even in their vision statement, educating your child like our own. Did you also know that Hanley offers a virtual academy? So if you're looking for your kid to sign up for an online school, look no further than Hanley's virtual academy. But if you're looking for face-to-face... Hanley International Academy is located on 2400 Denton Street, Hemtramck, Michigan. The athletics there are great. The academics there are great. Shout out to the whole staff for being great teachers and educators for our leaders of tomorrow. So, uh, go ahead, uh, by the way. Um, Just want to throw this out there. Uh, First of all, thank you, both of you, for being here today. I appreciate it. Um, so now we're going to kind of jump into a couple other topics. But before I do that, um, I had to take an important call right quick. He's going to be right back. Uh, let's have a conversation with Amanda before we jump into the Because com- the next topic is about the animal sacrifice and stuff like that. And so obviously we want to make sure that both council members are here today. Uh, or we're here right now when we d- discuss that. Um, Amanda, can you tell us a little bit more about some of like the work that you do and and you know, how does it feel, by the way? I guess let's start off with this. You know, when I seen you running to become a council member, I thought you were, like, one of the perfect candidates because, one, you're a Muslim and then you're a Polish, too, mm-hmm. which is, like, obviously Hemtramck, you know, uh, Polish town. Uh, now it's starting to change a little bit, but it's well known to be a Polish town. I think the word Hemtramck is Polish as well, correct? Oh, it's not? No, nope. <laughs> oh, okay. it's not. <laughs> okay. I thought it was. I thought it was. But, you know, so how does it feel, you know, to be representing kind of, like, majority of the city in a way yeah i mean it's one of those things that um when i was so let me backtrack a little bit so one of the things that i think people always want to know is like where did i come from like where where did you come from (laughs) so my dad's family is from the detroit side of pole town right so they came to the u.s and they came to the detroit side of pole town for any polish people watching it's st hyacinth they're a st hyacinth family um and so you know similar to how a lot of muslims identified by mosques the polish (laughs) people identified by churches like the neighborhoods and stuff like that um, so we were St. Hyacinth's family. By the time I was a kid, my grandparents had moved into Hamtramck, and then, but they passed away when I was very young. And so I was raised predominantly in the suburbs, but after college, I was like, well, okay, I'm a Polish-American Muslim. Like, where would it make sense for me to be? Mm-hmm. So Hamtramck seemed like one of the only logical options for me to, like, really fit in as my home, right? And so I never thought about running for council never dreamed about it in my life I usually do behind the scenes like organizing work I like to do strategy I like to do those type of things administration like I got my master's in public administration right not in public policy or something that's forward-facing and so it was a really interesting shift in mindset when I was like oh I think I'm actually going to run this campaign and let me see if I can represent everyone and I've told people over and over again, it's really cool to be part of the first all-Muslim city council. It's really cool, like, working with different people that I grew up with because 
I didn't grow up Muslim, right? And so even when I'm in Muslim spaces, I'm always learning things new. And I have to continue to identify like what's religion and what's culture and this, that, the other, and like figuring out those paths and being on council in a weird way lets me like let my nerd side out a little bit because I am like hyper nerdy. So anything I can research, anything I can continue to learn more about, I always do and try and then incorporate it into how I'm making decisions or how I'm phrasing what I'm saying during the council meetings and things like that. Like all of that draws out of conversations I have with people in the community, books I read, scholars I talk to, stuff like that. You're the uh, only female, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, a very well organized, by the way. Always got everything ready to go, so definitely kudos to that. Um, so now comes the part two is another topic that's kind of hot in the city of Hemtramck is the animal sacrifices. And, uh, uh, you know, I I'm going to let you guys explain, like, what was the issue, you know, and I guess explain maybe both sides and then explain where we're at. You know, we don't have to get into detail about less and that, like, because we're not here for that. We just kind of want to educate people and let them know where, where it's at. And, you know, maybe if there is a change, what can happen and stuff like that. So maybe, Khalil, I'm going to let you, like, can you explain to people, like, you know, what, what, what happened, what's going on, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then where we're at right now, you know, if that's okay. Well, one thing we want to let our residents know that, you know, this ordinance, it's not like you know we chose that you know this, the orange to work on. It's actually because of things are you know old on that city orange. So when that orange came to, you know to our subcommittee, that's you know Amanda and uh, Sumeri and I, when, when you know city manager brought you know brought that you know up to us, it's because there's issues and there's stuff that has occurred previously where this law could be old or it needs to be cleared. I so think one one clarification first is that the subcommittee was established to review all of Hamtramck's ordinances, all of them. Yep. And a and few of them were pulled more. to the front mm -hmm. out of order because they were ones with active issues, which is what he's explaining. Yeah. So. Even, you know, and previously our council members before us, they have worked on some of the uh, city ordinances before us. So, but, you know, sadly that the animal one was in our time. So, uh you know, people had issues with, you know, people are feeding the cats. You know, people drive around the city of Hamtramck, might come behind your house and feed the cat, leave the cans and leave. And then a cold enforcement will come, you know, check up around the neighborhood and then find all these cans behind your house that you never put on. It was actually somebody else, you know, previously. And now you got to get the ticket. So we were trying to fix those issues where, you know, to make sure who's responsible for putting these cans or these trash. Uh, and again, with the animal, you know, some people in our city do slaughter animals uh, uh, without anybody knowing. And there's sometimes someone will uh, get a ticket if if someone calls on this individual that did you know slaughter an animal in the, in the you know either in the backyard or basement. Well, you know they're gonna get a ticket, but that ticket will be a big fine, up to seven hundred dollars in jail time. Oh, wow. So you know you know sometimes it could be you know you get sometimes females having these houses under their names, but the husband will form that slaughter, but guess who's gonna get a ticket? That female. Mm -hmm. So oh, we, were, we, we were, you know, thinking about it, how to solve it, how to, you know, to, to make the penalty less, less harsh on the, you know, residents. It doesn't matter if they slaughter or feed the cats. So it took us a, what, around six months yeah. as, a, as a subcommittee, and let, you know, our viewers know that becoming a city council, just, it's not just two, month, uh, two meetings a month. So you got subcommittees, you got other 
meetings. So it takes a lot of time of you know uh, of, of of some you know, somebody's you know uh, time in their in their day life of you know being a city council, being at these meetings, events, subcommittees. You know, we've we talked meet. about it. We we think we average around ten to twenty hours a week, depending on. As a subcommittee. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a lot of work to it. But, you know, as we started coming to a conclusion, we made, we, we changed, what was it, 20, 30 pages? I, I think it was around 17 pages, and now it's like seven. It was a lot. It was a lot. So, and now just, it's less pages where a lot of them didn't make sense, or they were like Clarified. Yeah, clarified, or they were repeated multiple times. So, like, we had things that were, like, a, to cats and dogs and stuff strewn throughout the whole thing. So, one of the things we did was we pulled everything out, and we said, what is this even trying to say? And we just totally reorganized it. So, it doesn't even, it's not even like it was an amended or, ordinance. It was a completely newly written Cons- more concise and more clear ordinance is what we were going for. And then people had issue with the line that established very distinctly no animal slaughter in the city, right? Um, one of the things that we did was we had chose not to address it towards any religion or anything like that because our understanding of what was legal is that it has to broadly apply to everyone. And this is, um, there's a court case that went up to the Supreme Court all the way, like all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court out of Florida. And that's exactly what the ruling said, is it said this ordinance that you wrote was too particular, that it was to singling out a single religion, and that, therefore, it's not legal. But if it would have been more broad, then it would be legal. And so this was one of the court cases that people were bringing to us saying what you're doing is illegal. But I'm like, no, 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 if you actually read it, it's telling you what we're doing is the legal route, not the other way around yeah even though that case you know it, it's and that's why it went to supreme court because council members knew that that center is opening in their city so they went and passed ordinance to specific ban that specific to that specific just to that group that are opening that you know type of uh, house of worship mm-hmm. so where ham is different mm-hmm. everybody knows you know i couldn't say maybe the majority are muslims in the city so you know it's not like we chose because muslims are moving in Muslims have been in the city of Hamtramck. Right. Yeah. You know, but people took it in a different way that, you know, we're trying to ban, you know, the Muslim Practices. practice of slaughtering animals. Where, you know, we did not state anywhere in the city ordinance that you're not, you're not allowed to slaughter. I have to say, like, you one know? of the first, when I told my dad, like, this was back in June when we were first bringing this up, I told my dad, like, this is what we're doing. And he's like, I hope you don't have to talk to the babshas, so, like, the Polish grandmas. Like, so his first concern was, the Polish grandmas, like that was what came to his mind immediately, right? So this wasn't anything targeted at any group. We just said this is something that many people in Hamtramck do for various reasons, and that's one of the reasons we didn't say religious slaughter. We didn't say anything. We just said don't slaughter animals except at commercially licensed facilities, right? And do we have those in Hamtramck? There, there is one in Hamtramck. It's on I do one in, in Buffalo, and that's why we were, t- you know, referring to the people that. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, it's next to bridge. Yeah. So like, we're not banning you from practicing your religious uh, rights. You still could do it, but there's you could do it in a facility that's mm-hmm. away from you know home, away from individuals that might see you, you know, slaughtering an animal in the backyard. So there's places that you could do it. So, you know, going back to where we're at now you know, I think is a good place to go because yeah. I think it represents the other side you know so so you know even though we took heat from from you know certain people in the community thinking that we're trying to ban slaughter and whole you know the, you know they can't practice it and that was false you know we were, we're we were trying to you know implement it that don't do it in a way where it might you know maybe you know you get your neighbors complaining hey why they, you know, why they slaughtering in the backyard? There has to be ways and plans of how to do it. 
And that's why we, we spoke to some of our colleagues who really were fighting for it, come with a plan on how to perform this and we, we, you know, we'll, yeah. we will come to you know, compromise and make it happen. And so we didn't really see a plan that we liked when the vote came, which is how we voted how we voted. But I think it's important to note that now there is a draft of a plan um, and that we're going to be discussing that over the next few months, like looking for that compromise point. And, one, you know, and, and, and this is a message to the entire city of Hamtramck. You know, we're members that present the entire community, and that's one thing we have to remember that. You know, if, if, if individuals do pass a message, the wrong message to the community, you know, reach out to us. And, you know, call us up, talk to us, come to council meeting and say, listen, is this, you know, if this, 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 is it true what's happening? Are you guys really trying to ban from Muslims slaughtering during the holidays? And, and that's false. And sadly, there's people out there that send the wrong message where they thought we're trying to stop everybody, you know, practicing their, their religious rights. You know, we're, again, we're Muslims. You know, even though I'm, you know, even though I do, you know, practice it, but I do it somewhere else where it's 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 allowed, like a slaughterhouse or somewhere. So, to Hamtramck residents, please always, you know, call us up. We live in Hamtramck, yeah. so we're not that far. Call us up. I have had people stop me while I'm gardening in my yeah. front yard and ask me questions and whatnot. It's fine. And that's okay, right? I mean, yeah, that's yeah. okay. And, you and know, that's fine. Anywhere you can see us, you can see us at a wedding. You can see us at the street, at market. Stop us, and they say, listen. This is what's going on. Is it true? Is it you guys are doing this? But if it's more than 30 seconds, you know, just please be gracious if we need to run. But yeah, <laughs> no, but no, definitely sure. feel free to stop us and, like, email us. Like, I, check, I, I read every single email I get, and I respond to most of them if I haven't seen anyone else has responded. So, like, it's one of those things that even if it's not something I can take care of, I make sure that it's put in the hands of the right person and stuff like that. So if you're having those issues call us email us stop us on the street that's fine but also realize that maybe i'm i have a full-time job right and i have a family and i have right so we have all of these things that we're trying to fit in when there's really not that much time because if you want us to be like it goes back to that fixing individual things if you want us to have our part-time work be towards pushing the city forward then fixing individual issues is not an effective use of our time, mm -mm. right? And so just understanding that balance, and if we tell you, like, no, like, this is, a, this is a boundary, either a personal boundary or a legal boundary, like in the charter, then understand that, and, like, don't keep, like, don't argue with us on that one. Because if, if it's in the charter or it's a personal boundary, like, I, like, if I can't go to your wedding, I'm sorry, because I have to go see my niece and nephew, and I haven't seen them in a couple weeks, right? So there's those type of things that we have to balance, that can get really frustrating and that's why i want to just make it clear that we want you to contact us we want you to stop us but sometimes don't get frustrated if we don't have time that exact minute yeah right no for sure and and i, I just wanted to say that i i also seen the mayor at razan's art thing and uh you know he mentioned you know the situation as well and just wanted to throw it out there that that you know hopefully there will be some kind of resolution and that you guys you know are both going to be sitting down like you know people that are that want some kind of resolution and then the council members as well and and, and he, but he also mentioned that like you know these are kind of things like we want to move on from it because there's big issues in the city that you guys want to attack you know but you know and not saying that this is not important but i'm just saying that it's you know one of those things where you want to find a resolution so that you guys can start getting to other things as well and, and that's why we were trying to you know come to a compromise and that's why we were like when they brought it to last council meeting where we were promised that there's a plan, and then finding out there was there was actually no plan was a couple words added to the resolution, and that's why we voted mm -hmm. the way we voted, 
And, and but you know, again, now we are coming to a compromise where now individuals have a plan on how to perform slaughter uh, in our city. And re like reasonable parameters to make sure that like if one neighbor is doing it, that it's not affecting the neighbors on the side. Because in reality, our lots are 30 feet wide, right? Yeah. So we're really, really close to our neighbors. So if someone is doing it too close to the fence or someone's doing this at the other, it, we've had no parameters on it prior. And so we really just wanted to put up some guardrails so that we can ensure that everyone has it. Because that's something that I feel like a lot of times in discussion, especially in the Muslim community, we focus on our rights, right? And this is a lot of different conversations. Yeah. Like, this is my right to do this. But what about your responsibilities, yeah. right? Because there's always that balance. Like, it goes back to there's balance. Like you have rights and responsibilities. You have rights and responsibilities. You have rights. And, and like all of us do. And like, I owe you all stuff. I, I owe you your responsibilities, right? And that's how communities work, is that it's not just about what I have the right to do. It's also about what my responsibility is to my neighbors, to my classmates, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, great, great uh, discussion. And again, we got a question right quick, so uh, hopefully we can maybe answer this one. So um, be ready for this one. So are both council members in attendance today totally against any type of slaughtering in private property, or will they work with other council members keyword together to come up with a plan to allow it with certain conditions for example only basements only proper disposal i believe you guys kind of already answered that question yeah i mean the long story short is we've actually been saying since june that we were willing to compromise on this like this entire period that this has been on discussion we've been willing to compromise i'm not going to say the same for el samiri because i think he is still a no but i don't want to speak for no, but him he's he, but compromise. he's always willing to compromise if we come with a reasonable discussion right so one of the things that a lot of people don't understand, again, is that compromise isn't necessarily that everyone's happy, yeah. right? It's that everyone is okay enough with the situation, yeah. right? And so, yeah, I don't, I don't think that it should be allowed on private property in Hamtramck because say you have your rent, you're a renter and you're renting from a landlord that doesn't allow you to have cats and dogs in your house. Do you really think that they're going to allow you to slaughter an animal in your house, that you'll even have that? animal in your house in the first place right That's true. and so these are things that we have to consider even as muslims just to make sure that we're keeping our intentions pure and our actions pure because if we're breaking one rule if we're sinning if we're doing things and we don't get baraka from our efforts mm -hmm. right yeah we have to make sure that we're lining all the things up that they're legal that they're true that our intention is right right we have to have all of those things in order and some of that is on the back end the sanitation portion of it right because islam really puts um, sanitation really high, right? And so that's where we can do that, but we can't like put Islamic principles. Like you can't say you have to do all of it according to Islamic. Like we can't do that. Yeah. So we have to come up with a set of parameters that works for all residents of Hamtramck. And so we've been wanting to do that. And where we saw like initial drafts of the of the compromise, and I think I'm very positive on it. Same You're here. Very positive. And so I think in the next few months we should have something. And our issue was mostly about sanitation. You know, keeping it clean and in the way of doing it. Even like for some neighbors, not everybody follows the same, you know, religious rulings as a, they don't want to hear an animal dying or they don't want their kids seeing that or they don't want blood like rolling down to mm -hmm. their backyard. There's a lot that goes with that, you know, and w there's other places to do it. It's not like we're just saying no, no everywhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you do have to. And as Muslims, we have to also be mindful of our neighbors. Well, that's what one you of know? one so of my friends like, that I was talking to about it is a Muslim mother of three. And she was like, I, I wouldn't want anyone to do that by me Absolutely. because I want mm -hmm. my children to be able to be exposed to this 
in a controlled way so that I can make them realize the beauty in this practice and like the yeah. religious ideas of this practice. And not be traumatized. Whereas if they don't have that context, they, they have to have the context or they will be traumatized, right? It's not that the act in and of itself can cause trauma. Well, it can. But like it, if you have it contextualized for children, then they can understand it. But all of the kids in Hamtramck don't get that context and all of the kids in the Hamtramck aren't ready for that context. Yeah. And so parents have to be able to have that ability to control what their kids are consuming and there's a lot of ways that people have slaughtered animals in the past in Hamtramck that did not meet that. Was there did a lot of tickets given? And again, it's not only you know kids. You have adults that if they might see someone slaughtering an animal, I guarantee they're not going to eat the animal. Mm-hmm. I have a friend of mine who's 42 years old and if he sees anything, it, it could be a, you know, a chicken, a lamb, or a goat. If it gets slaughtered in front of him, he's not gonna eat that, la- you know, the meat. Yeah. yeah. So it's not only kids, and, and and that's why. You, and again, you know, come with a plan, on the way you're gonna do it, the way you're gonna perform it. So you you know, it's either, to me personally, I don't think it should be done in the backyard at all. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you want to do the front it, yard. Or the front yard. <laughs> oh. You know, don't so do you have to yard. come to a compromise. It's, you know, we have to, it has to be clear where, where is it going to be done? How is it going to get cleaned up? Where, the, you know, the trash is going to be, you know, where is it, where are you going to throw the trash? That's true. Don't forget, now if you throw the, throw the tissue or the skin, oh. whatever it is from this animal to the trash, and let's say you're, you, you throw on Monday, then the pickups on Thursday. Mm, the smell. How, you know, the smell of it. And that's why we're willing, like we said from day one, Come with the come with the plan. We will compromise, and we're willing to pass it. And it's good that you guys are, you know, because my next question talks about like how can people, you know, address issues the right way. Because it's not just, you know, I don't think sending you a text message about a big issue is the best way of doing it. And that's kind of why it's important to talk about what you're saying. Rumors or posting or. Breaking or the Facebook, okay. <laughs> or breaking and the community or separating the community. They don't realize, like, as a whole, you're able to do more than starting to, like, you know, break apart and, and build these little cults of people that don't like what you're doing. Coalitions you know? or yeah. You know, so and, and you know, like again, I said that in the beginning, you know, to our hometown residents, you know, feel free to reach us out in anything that goes around the city. Email is king. It's the best. Um, if if you have access to internet and the ability to write in any language that can be Google translated, please email us because that is the best way. Because if you email me something and it's not something I can address, I can send it over to Max and Max, the city manager, right? And so I can send it to the city manager. The city manager can distribute it to the employee that can handle that issue, right? Instead of having to do three or four phone calls to get to that end, we can do it all just by forwarding a single email. And then we still have record of that request so that if someone contacts me about, I'll I'll use a crosswalk on Edwin Street. If people want a crosswalk on Edwin Street, then they can contact me. If they contact me again, they contact me again. I remember they contact me exactly three times. I know what dates they contacted me, and I, can, and I can use that type of information a lot differently than I can use a call log that, I, what, it tracks a week or so, right? Mm. And so, like, those type of things, email is king. And if you can't, then, sure, text us, stop us on the street, those type of things. But if they're the big issues, email is 100% the best. Yeah. Or at a council meeting. There you go. <laughs> um, so, I guess, okay. So, how do you guys broadcast these answers or resolutions to the city is it like just in council meetings, meetings or council meetings whoever meetings, comes yeah. up to the meeting no I, I think it's council meetings so also we have a, 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 a newsletter that goes out 
okay. uh, with the water department bill. Mm. That's where they send the message when something is new happening in the city of Hamtramck, especially when when a uh, ordinance is being amended or no ordinance is happening. And also, we do use Facebook. The you know, yeah. city has a Facebook page that we kind of share, and then you know we try to share in every group WhatsApp, Facebook, so anywhere. We're able to send that message so people know what's going on. If you wanted to keep track of things like the ordinances, resolutions, and stuff, you can access all of that. It's always posted the Friday before a meeting. So there's like five days to review things. And then so you can go to Board Docs. There's usually a link on the um, Hamtramck Facebook page, but you can also just like Google Hamtramck Board Docs and it'll pull up. You'll see our upcoming meeting. You'll see all of the resolutions, ordinances, the whole agenda with all of the attachments that are necessary. So like if there's a house, like you mentioned the lot sales earlier, so someone wants to buy one of the empty lots to build a house, you can see the designs, you can see all of that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. And just, you, you know, that way if you have questions or something like that, you can either email us or you can come into the council meeting and make public comment. Mm. You get three minutes at the beginning, th sorry, three minutes at the beginning, two minutes at the end. That's public comment for ordinances. We have a first reading, and then a month later, there's a second reading. At the second reading, there's also a public hearing. The public hearing is unlimited time. Talk to us as much as you want about that ordinance, right? And so you can also email in public comment by emailing the clerk by 4 p.m. the day of each meeting. She will read those aloud into the record at the meeting. And then, as always, you can email us. Thank you. Very inf uh, informative uh, session right here, and I appreciate it. And I, I got a quick question. So about feeding animals, you know, I, I thought this was something that was just allowed to happen. There's actually rules behind it, correct? Yeah. So mm -hmm. you want to maybe touch on that quickly or anybody want to touch on it? That Yeah, so like just so people know because, again, I was – I thought you could just so feed my animals. My mom always feeds the birds. Yeah, yeah, so we can we can we can send you the ordinance if you want. Um, she doesn't live in Hamtramck no more. <laughs> <laughs> so we can send you the ordinance. If Can't you want. take care of her. All the old, you know, our mothers. Yeah. You know, if you have extra food, usually yeah. they yeah. Them yeah. So I didn't. Hot on to throw it. Let's let's yeah. let the birds or the cats. I know. So most cats do not eat human food. Let's just put that out there. Most okay. cats do not eat human food. So you're putting it out there. You're feeding the rats, not the cats. That's um, <laughs> so true. that is why we wanted to make sure that we were putting up those posts around this as well because like what he was saying earlier is people would put food out in the back and it might be in front of the neighbors or it might be not and the wrong people are getting the tickets but there's more rats there's all of this stuff because it's not feeding the cats so if you want to feed birds you can feed birds but it has to be four feet off the ground mm. Mm. so like you can do out of a bird feed or something like that mm. four feet off the ground all of the other animals so mostly the cats specifically the cats in this ordinance are going to be you can put food out if you're watching it, basically. So if you're keeping your eyes on it in a maximum of two hours. So after two hours, it all has to be cleaned up and put away. But and I, that I, way, I think feeding the birds, not the leftover. Yeah. yeah. Not from like the house. Their right seeds and stuff like that. So the bird make feeds, that clear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good. And that's even <laughs> in someone's backyard. Correct. That is on all property in Hemtramck. And then so... If you want to feed cats like on the ground, you can do it in the alley. You can do it whatever, but it has to be cleaned up after that second hour. Um, in the al I think in the alley specifically, you have to be there the whole time, right? Is that how we wrote I think it? Anywhere, you have to be there. We'll have to look at the specific wording, but basically, it's a two-hour maximum that the food can be out, and then um, if you if it's in the public spaces, then you have to be watching it. If it's in the alley, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, that you could come back and right. clean this after is, yourself. Sorry, this is a random question. But, like, are, are people allowed to have, like, chickens and goats in their backyard? No. no. Oh, okay. 
been, there's been like three chickens that they've been roaming, roaming I, six I, miles. I, yeah i had a bunch of chickens in my backyard last summer they were not my chickens they showed up one day and i yeah. was like oh look there's chickens um i found their owners it was <laughs> okay, but. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's, 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 it's in detroit yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in a lot of cities. That area yeah, yeah just southeast uh, michigan we we got the random animals um yeah possums <laughs> pheasants well, listen, Hamtramck awesome. is a diverse scary. city. <laughs> even, with animals, even with our animals. You know what I'm saying? That's true. We like to be we diverse. We have the bunnies, too, that get out. Yeah. yeah. Now, well, then we yeah. have the bunnies, too. For sure. Not going back with the possums and rats. And, 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 and these come by. People, individuals, throw these food. You know, if, if less food being in the alleys, less food being in the streets, you're not going to have these possums, you know, and these rats all over the city. So Although possums do help with mosquitoes. Mm. Really? And I Antics. Heard, and I heard even oh, garden oh. too. Uh, they eat them. And I heard even garden. They kind of eat those. Yeah, they eat. The, it's, that's what. That, so kind of possums actually. They're they're really ugly and they have a really bad reputation. But they actually help with pest control a lot to the point that we actually took them out of the description as a vermin. So they were originally in the old ordinance. They were classified as vermin. And we actually unclassified them as vermin for the city of Hamtramck because even if we don't necessarily want them in our yards, they're good to have in the city for a lot of reasons. And what do you mean by vermin? Like, want to explain to people that? Yeah, vermin are like the animals you don't want. It's the rats, it's the mice, it's the raccoons, okay. right? So those type of animals that we're trying to prevent making their home in Hamtramck. So if you see that, are you uh, are you allowed to do anything to them, or you got to leave them alone? The rats, the, the um, vermin animals. They can be trapped and uh, relocated or something like that. Um, people do use poison and stuff. I usually oh, try to tell people not to use poison because if you use poison in your backyard, maybe someone's cat or dog, it might get mm. tracked over by a squirrel. It might like a mouse might eat it, and this actually happens a lot. Ferndale, you see a lot of people complaining about that. A mouse or something will eat poison. And then a dog will bite it or a cat will bite it or something like that. And then they get secondary poisoning. So you have pets dying. You have children dying. I know we don't all watch our kids very often. So, like, you know, (laughs) maybe they're eating poison because a squirrel tracked it over from a neighbor's yard and stuff like that. So don't use poison. But that's not a rule. (laughs) That's my rule. That's not a city rule. Yeah. But we we do recommend, you know, traps. Mm -hmm. I think that's the best idea to, especially if you're going to leave them outside. Or in the backyard where you guys So we do also have a contract with the Michigan Humane Society um, for, like, stray dogs and stuff like that. So if you do have issues with that, you can call either the Humane Society directly or you can call the Hamtramck Police Department. The Hamtramck Police Department receives calls on strays. I got a question, and I'm like I said, I'm going to read off the questions because I promised people I was going to read off the questions. So, you know, um, would you be opposed to the Jewish people slaughtering chicken in Hamtramck during their Yom Kippur celebration? Exactly the same regulations that we're applying to all residents of Hamtramck. We just want to read it off. And then I, another person said, I have to go. I want to say thank you to Oz Media, council members, and everyone in attendance. A very informative podcast. We just, you know, share, you know, like, subscribe. That's, our, that's, that's you know, that's what it's all about. Uh, that's what we enjoy uh, or that's what we want. And, you know, we enjoy these conversations. We really do. And that's what our, that's why we're here. That's why we're here, you know. So uh, we appreciate that. Um, believe it or not, we are winding down to our last couple questions. You know, my question to the last question is any other updates any anything else before you know city him tramming before we get some advice from you guys some encouraging words i mean way off in the future um not that long i'm hoping in less than a year is um one of the things that him has but is never activated is a youth council and so i'm hoping to be able to work with some of the teachers at different schools around him i've already talked to a few 
um, to figure out how we can do some focus groups with youth so we can design it so that it fits exactly what the youth want because the youth council isn't about me it's not about any of the other adults in the city it's about what the youth want and what the youth want to be able to do with it so some of those conversations will be coming in the future. So if you have anyone who's super interested in that, I would love to hear from them. And that's actually a great idea yeah. <laughs> uh, because I think that the youth uh, will have a lot to say and, you know, including them, you know, I feel like they kind of get pushed to the side right. with everything that's going on, you know, with all the issues that's happening and stuff. I think we forget, like, you know, we're doing this for them. Correct. You yeah. know, so. We are the future. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I, and also I want to encourage, I want to add to my colleagues, that I encourage the youth to start coming to council meetings. You know, they're the second and the fourth week of each month. You know, swing by, come to city council, see, you know, how it rolls, how it works. Maybe they have any concerns. They can, you know, bring that up to, to us and as mayor and council. If there are any youth that, like, want to make public comment and stuff like that, there are residents who will help them write those comments. Um, there are, I know multiple residents who are willing to help youth make sure that they're being clear in their asks and asking for like things that can actually be implemented. Um, so that's another thing. Well, this is the time where we kind of get some advice from you all or nice encouraging words. Uh, so my question to you, uh, let you go start off with this one, Khalil, is, you know, can you give advice to someone, you know, that is looking to be a leader in their city? Because you both are leaders, by the way. Uh, so can you maybe give advice to someone? I know you kind of touched on it a little bit right now about talking about the youth and how you kind of encourage them to come out. So what advice would you tell maybe a youth, maybe somebody that's an adult, uh, but is afraid to take that next step to be a leader in the city? Uh, you know, what advice would you give them? One thing, you know, try to be involved in your community. Uh, you know, become a leader, you got to be involved with your, for, with your, your community. It doesn't matter which community that you do. You know, participate in a lot of organizations, either cleanups, anything that has to deal in that city. You know, uh, I know a person that was trying to run a while back for a city council, but no one knows you. So by being active, you know, participating, showing people that, that you, you do volunteer in the city of Hamtramck, that shows you that, you know, it shows you and also you build yourself becoming a leader. Uh, and you know, multitask with different organizations, different individuals of programs that happens in the city. You know, and, 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 and you know, you can become, you know, a leader, and that you can push yourself to one day become take my seat and become a city council. Mm -hmm. And we we are trying to push the youth. You know, uh, it's not like, you know, it's enough that we have our elders that ran the city. Now we you know we're running the city as youngers, and now we have we want more of our youth. You know, to, you know what's not, it's not hard to become a city council, but you got to show your support, volunteering in the, in the community, and or uh, any center that's in the city of Hamtramck or anywhere else. I love it. I love it. How about you, Councilwoman uh, yeah. Amanda? I mean, one, I have two things. The one short one is be way better at self care than I am. Um, have those boundaries, put them up, and know like do not sway from them. Like put those put those fences up. Know when you're going to sleep. Know what time you need to preserve to watch TV or read books or whatever. Make sure that you're organizing your time so that what you're doing is sustainable, mm -hmm. right? Because a lot we all go through burnout, right? And so burnout is not fun. So do what you can to avoid that because you're not effective if you're in bed. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, okay. Was one. Sorry. <laughs> is similar to what Khalil was saying, and it's a lot is just show up and be consistent because there's one thing I was taught when I was really young is like if you have to say you are, then you aren't. Right. So mm -hmm. if I have to tell someone I'm Muslim, then I'm not living a Muslim life. Right. Mm -hmm. If I'm telling someone I'm a leader, I'm not a leader. Like you don't have to convince people that you're a leader. It's not about the title you have. It's not about the education you have. It's about what you do 
and that people sure. see you doing it and understand you're doing it for the right reason. If you have to say you are, you are. <coughs> Ramsey, I know Ramsey, Ramsey chilling right now, but no, can we get a round of applause? My man Rambo, shout out to my man Rambo. I like that. That was great. I like the whole show to be honest with yes. you. It was very informative, very uh, you know, kind of kind of got to the point, but it was good, you know, conversation, good stories. Uh, I do want to say first of all again, this was season 2, episode 12 of the Table Talk podcast. Uh, you know, we have both council council, you know, council people in the building today. We have Khalid Rafai and we have Amanda Jakowski from Hemtramck City Council. Uh, just want to let you know you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Oz Media. Uh, you can like this show specifically, share it. Uh, also, we are on Facebook and Instagram under Motivate Me 313. You can listen to the show later on Apple, Spotify, Podcast under Oz Media. You know, you can follow us also on TikTok. And then future reference, if you want to call in, the number is 313-306-1750. you ever want to join the discussion as well, uh, we'll get you on a phone call as well. Uh, final words, final comments. Uh, sisters, I'll start off with y'all. I don't know if you have any questions for the panel here today. Any comments? Um, I We moved out from Hemtramck. Well, I moved out a couple months ago, and I probably visited twice. And every single time I went, I feel like, you know, you know what they say, like when you leave something, that's when you, you know, kind of have a more appreciation. Mm. And every time I do come back, I notice little things like, oh, there's this, oh, there's this, oh, there's this. And I get so excited and so happy for the residents there now. Um, and then, like, obviously when I was there before, it's kind of like, where's the change? I don't see no difference. I don't see anything. But I'm sure you guys are doing an amazing job. And um, just keep it up. How about you, No, I definitely see a brighter future for him, Tramek, um, especially because, like, the council is a lot younger as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see what you guys have in store. Mm-hmm. Any final comments from any final words? Well, just thank you for having us here today. It's great to be able to have like a more free-flowing conversation because a lot of times the council meetings can feel really restrictive to make sure that people know exactly what what thoughts are in our head leading up to conversations that happen during those meetings. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, shout out to our sponsors. I forgot to say that one last time. Kahwa House, Hanley International Academy, BC Adhesives in the Balkan House. We appreciate them. I would appreciate you for being here today. Seriously, thank you so much for coming on. Thank Thanks you for, for you know, coming on to the show and willing, be willing to share these kind of this kind of information, which is very important. Um, and I'm sure this won't be the last time. Inshallah, we'll get you guys on for maybe something more um, conversation in the community that needs to be discussed. You know, conversations that we need to talk about. This was more of like an informative show that you know. Next time we can get like a conversation that you know kind of taboo topics or topics people don't want to talk about but maybe we can address them all right, all right we can do that. that's what we like sounds like you know? a dare to me yeah. right. <laughs> for sure so Challenge, thank you no. thank you so much for those that watched uh we had you know decent audience turning in so we appreciate it and then if you share this obviously watch it later uh hope you enjoy it. i hope you learned something from the show because i definitely did so uh, we'll see you all next week. That's when we'll be posting the show with uh, uh, Melanie from Hot Hijab. So uh, she's a well-known hijab person. So we had her on the show. I don't know how we made that happen, but alhamdulillah, we did. So shout out to that, and we're looking forward to posting that next week. Hope you guys all enjoy the rest of your night, and be safe out there.